Welcome to episode number 28 of The World and Everything You Need to Know. My name is Eric. There are two ways to contact the program. They are TWAEYNTK at gmail.com and TWAEYNTK on Twitter. Time is infinite. It has always been and it will always be. It is consistent, unyielding, and indifferent. The way in which it is measured is relative to the person, the place, and the moment at which it is done. The rate at which it appears to pass is dependent upon the method of measure. For example, one day on Jupiter is only 10 Earth hours long. As it turns out, the largest planet in our solar system also has the fastest rotation. As a result, there are 10,477 Jupiter days in one Jupiter year, which is equivalent to about 12 years on Earth. If life were to exist on Jupiter, the only definite prediction that can be made is whatever measurement of time the inhabitants might use would not rely upon or be based upon Earth equivalencies. On our planet, there are and have been an incredible number of different methods for documenting the passage of time. The current internationally accepted Gregorian calendar was first implemented in 1582. It is worth noting that it took a couple of centuries before it was adopted worldwide, if for no other reason than to simplify correspondence and travel. Prior to the Gregorian calendar, there was much more diversity in the ways different cultures marked the passage of time. In fact, in many cultures, there have been far too many methods to mention. The stem branch calendar employed by the Chinese has been used for more than 3,000 years. While it is in concurrent use with the Gregorian calendar, the stem branch, or traditional Chinese calendar, is used more for astrology than practical timekeeping. Around 750 BCE, Romulus, the founder of Rome, implemented what is considered to be the origin of our current calendar. Many early cultures favored a lunar method, which is based upon the cycle of the moon. Each month would begin with each new moon, which made each month about 29 days long. Regardless of how many months were used, calendars utilizing this method quickly deviated from predictable seasonal changes. The Gregorian method is based upon the solar year, which is the amount of time it takes for the Earth to travel around the sun. There are formulas to convert many different calendars to the conventional Gregorian method. It is important to note that even though the calculations are reliable, the precision gets distorted and less accurate the further back in time the recorded events occurred. This is due to the equations being inexact in their nature. For a majority of them, there is no way to achieve a direct ratio conversion. This is part of the reason some historic dates are prefaced by a lowercase letter c, which is an abbreviation for the word circa, which means around that time period. 
Another reason is public records, like birth and death notices, were not kept for many people in ancient times. Additionally, it is not always clear which methods may have been utilized by a scribe or if the methods were used correctly because there was not a uniform standard. A common method for indicating a particular period of time was referencing the name of a king or a warlord who was in power. A big problem with this method is it quickly gets complicated. A contemporary audience would likely know a number of the recent rulers, but those names and references would be meaningless to anyone from another culture. Additionally, some kings ruled for decades and others for only a few short years. A further problem clouding ancient history is the indefinite compression of time. Within ancient cultures predating calendars, there were references like today, tomorrow, yesterday, and a couple of days from now. When talking about the past, time quickly blurs previous events into a while ago, a long time ago, a very long time ago, and a very, very long time ago. The major problem with an indefinite nomenclature like this is, as an event recedes into the past, eventually everything ends up happening a very, very long time ago. This creates an inaccurate representation of noteworthy events, making it appear as if a whole bunch of really important ancient events all happened around the same period a very, very long time ago. Before 3000 BCE, there are no written records that can be found. It can only be imagined how many important histories regarding the foundation of humanity faded from our collective memory due to there being no articulate method of record keeping. Despite that, all is not lost. It is known that erosion covers everything that once was with dirt and blowing sand at a fairly predictable rate. Using this knowledge, archaeologists are able to estimate, with a fair amount of accuracy, how old ancient remains are due to the depth at which they are buried. Through the use of carbon-14 dating, historic ruins can be more accurately placed within a linear chronology. Carbon-14 is a common isotope that is found at a known ratio in every living organism. Animals and plants obtain carbon-14 through their diet and exposure to the sun. When plants and animals die, the carbon-14 within the tissues deteriorates at a predictable rate known as a half-life. The half-life of an isotope is the amount of time it takes for half of a quantity to deteriorate. For example, pretend there is an imaginary isotope that always occurs in a quantity of eight within living creatures. After the organisms die, it deteriorates with a half-life of 10 years, meaning every 10 years, the quantity is divided in two. After 10 years, the original quantity of eight would deteriorate to four. After 20 years, there would be two isotopes. At 30 years, there would only be one, and after 40 years, there would not be any left. Carbon-14 has a half-life of about 5,730 years. 
It is used to determine the age of fossils and other artifacts with a remarkable amount of precision. However, after about 60,000 years, the entirety of the carbon-14 in the remains of an organism is entirely gone. Because of this, other isotopes like potassium-40 with a half-life of 1.3 billion years and uranium-238 with a half-life of 4.5 billion years are used to look even further into the past. Ultimately, it does not matter if we were here or not. Time is indifferent. It will always be. Time is forever. It never began and it will never end. It does not require recognition for its impact to have meaning. It is independent and unrelenting. It will continue onward long after anyone is around to observe it and long after everything is gone.